Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good, uh, this is for Season 2, Episode 10, simply called Over. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh, it's kind of an interesting one. Um, weirdly, we had an episode last week where they they spent most of their time um, cooking, and it was very much a sort of it wasn't really a Heisenberg very much. It was very much Walter cooking and you got those things with, uh, you know, um, the interaction between him and Jesse and that sort of stuff last week. This week we had a bit more of Heisenberg show up and it was far more of a kind of general family setting, mm. like and dealing with that side of things. So it's sort of interesting that, that we've had Heisenberg show up more this week than Walt. That, that he did last week and but it was sort of more Walt last week so um i i enjoyed the episode overall i think it's uh it's a good solid um episode it, it feels a little bit transitional again in the you know we're kind of setting things up as we get towards the end of the season at this point um you know we 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 can kind of get uh walt sort of having to deal with the fact that he's in remission so technically he can stop although we kind of know that he's not going to do that because there's five seasons of this show so uh, so you know we've we've got him kind of getting to that point where you know he could potentially um you know give up and walk away but uh and i mean the other thing that i'd kind of forgotten is the is how walt gets very obsessive about things when he's stressed and he's trying to work through something so you get the whole thing with the water heater this year, this week and then you know discovering the issues of the floor and, and it suddenly becomes this big project because he's he's trying to figure out what to do in his head and he uses that sort of stuff as a way of distracting himself um so i, I that's sort of kind of interesting i i quite enjoyed that side of stuff so uh, yeah overall i i thought it was uh the other really solid episode and we get q uh john delance show up as well in this episode which is great mm. yeah um yeah i kind of agree i thought i thought this was another great episode as well it is a bit of a transitional one into the last three episodes of uh of the season and everything um i i continue to realize especially with this earlier part of the show you know we're only in season two out of five um, that the show does focus significantly on Walt's uh, state of mind and ego and kind of yeah. the you know the alpha male sort of thing, but then I kind of also realise as well, it literally is doing in these earlier seasons what it says in the title is showing Walter White slowly breaking bad. Yeah. Uh, so it it directly fits in with the title, uh, which is which is cool and everything uh and you know doing the kind of doing the kind of sort of you know midlife crisis ish sort of like middle-aged man stuff with like oh gotta fix like the water heater and fix like the rot and everything and you can see um you can see walt jr's and uh skylar's like reactions to that and they're kind of like really like it's it, like yeah. you, that can that concerned with this sort of thing uh but it, i guess it is a thing that needs to be sort of taken care of and that and walt's just doing the steps to do those those sorts of things mm. so uh that was interesting as well very interesting with uh skylar and uh is it ted in uh yeah ted in in the episode as well uh, i've seen there's some uh 
developments happening there. I mean, I've already seen the show, so yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> that seems to be going some places, which is interesting as well. There's very much seem to be an episode where, okay, at sort of the beginning of the episode, or like kind of recently-ish, they've been okay. You know, they had all the um, uh, cancer uh, diagnosis and all that sort of stuff, and that was great, and Walt was happy about that, and like everybody else was pretty happy about that. Uh, Walt's still kind of on the other side of like, okay, I've still got cancer, it's just not as bad as what it was. But um, you can kind of see in this episode how um, with like the home improvement stuff and Walt not really being there for like with the like he's not really with the family and uh, Skylar's just kind of going towards another man in in a way Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to like sleep with Ted or whatever or or do anything like that. I mean, I mean, we know if that's going to happen. But uh, for those of you that haven't seen the show, don't know what's going to gonna happen there obviously we'll see how that that plays out but yeah she's kind of like you know going into another man's arms sort of in you know so to speak in in that kind of way and we'll see where that goes uh also interesting as well with you know walt jr and the whole drinking thing in the episode and him kind of saying to his dad you know did i manage to keep up um and that kind of thing I thought was thought was good. Uh, the Jesse Jane stuff I thought was was great as well. I uh, got some interesting dynamics there. So yeah, it is a bridge episode between let's say nine and then episode eleven. You know, episode nine was all the cooking stuff and sort of getting that back on track. And then episode episodes eleven through thirteen should just be a con- like you know full on conclusion to to the season. So this is a bit a little bit of a I mean slower episode. Not not really slower episode. Just a bridge episode. In between what's been happening and what's sort of going to happen, and uh, we also saw another teddy bear, um, yes, hold open as well, which was which was cool. So, yeah. um, see, it's 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 funny because we both remember what that's from, but I can't remember all of the cold opens for it. So it's sort of this weird thing where I know where it's going, but I can't quite remember the whole journey on the way there. But m- most of those scenes are just sort of the bear being moved around mm. within all this evidence and all these people sort of investigating so there's not loads going on there but it's supposed to be like that because it's supposed to be you know mysterious and things so that was, yeah uh, that was cool as well what's so clever about the well maybe we should get to the we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do this in the recap well we'll talk a bit more about that cold open in the recap maybe okay yeah yeah makes sense uh i think that is it for the pre-talk so let's do some, let's do some housekeeping and then we'll talk about that cold open itself see you in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Okay, so recently on Entertainment Talk, did something a little bit different yesterday. I talk, I did a podcast, it's called uh, Sex, Violence and Censorship, uh, talking about how those things are handled in the world of media and entertainment, which is half of the name of this uh, company. So I uh, talked about how that's being handled, given the um, interesting little uh, tidbit that came out of uh, DC in regards to the whole Batman Catwoman <laughs> thing. Uh, yes. As well, which, you know, if you've been online, I'm sure you've seen various memes or whatever of that particular situation. Uh, so that was uh, to do with a scene between the two of them that is going to be uh, cut from the third season of the uh, the DC show Harley Quinn, the animated one, which is... That starts next Monday, doesn't it? On uh, on E4, uh, the second season. Second season does, yeah. Yes, yes. So uh, they're a little bit behind. But uh, anyway, uh, talked about that and also talked about not just... It wasn't just a podcast talking about the Batman and Catwoman thing. Also talking about lots of other different examples of, of uh, where sex and violence is sort of handled. Or like, should it be censored in certain places and you know all, all that kind of stuff. So there wasn't really any spoilers for anything in that. In fact, I avoided certain spoilers for certain things in that. Uh, but just talking about how that's handled in the world of entertainment, which I think is a conversation we should, uh, the you know, industry should have a little bit more. So um, anyway, there we go with that. Uh, gaming talk yesterday, we talked about uh, E3 2021. Uh, we didn't talk about Nintendo because their press conference hadn't happened at that point, but we'll be doing that next week. Uh, we talked about we talked about Xbox, Ubisoft, and Square Enix and their presentations, things that we liked, things that we didn't, and uh, me and Robert did have a few different opinions on things, which is perfectly fine to do uh created some interesting discussion between two of us also talked about what we've been playing and that sort of thing as well and uh, it was pretty much just an e3 podcast in terms of news because there was lots of announcements and things like that uh i did touch on uh, the summer game fest as well which jeff Keeley is uh is currently doing and uh kind of expectations there and uh that sort of thing as well so uh that's this week's gaming talks so and next week's one we'll be talking about uh nintendo and we're also going to talk next week about the whole god of war uh, sequel on PS4 and PS5 and what that means for all of that so there's that as well uh, speaking of other AMC shows Fear the Walking Dead has now wrapped up its 6th season uh, with season 6 episode 16 uh, so that's that season finished there was a trailer thing released by AMC I saw it on Instagram of all places uh, this trailer for like their upcoming stuff and it did say that Fear the Walking Dead supposed to be back this fall as they call it in america so i'm imagining that walking dead because that's back in august and then fear i think is going to be back in october ish 
Uh, and then I think that finishes in December. So it's going to be sort of back-to-back parts of their seasons. So uh, that should be cool. Um, so yeah, gave my thoughts on this season overall. And, uh, you know, kind of looking at season 7 and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, did another podcast talking about my top 10 favourite LGBTQ characters, given that it's Pride Month. So good way to sort of celebrate that. Talking about some of my favourite characters. Uh, there was 10 characters in the list and then 14 honourable mentions. Uh, actually ended up with quite a few characters I could have talked about, but um, mainly stuck to the sort of 14 characters. And uh, did a list of, of those. Uh, of course I received certain comments from that uh, podcast. Which is unfortunate. But there was also some nice people as well. That replied to it and said who their favourite characters were. And uh, also talking about my choices. So uh, yeah, still get a bit of a mix of conversation. Even in this day and age of course mm-hmm. as well. But uh, happy Pride Month to everybody. And go and enjoy that podcast if you'd like to do that. For that one. Um break a bad one uh actual natural spotlight episode 11 that's for Giancarlo esposito and denai guerrera and then the got the uh chat podcast for may talking about how may went for entertainment talk also talking about pride month itself a little bit of talk about our summer plans and things like that uh things aren't really sort of nailed down at the moment so to speak but i know roughly what i'm gonna what i'm gonna be doing so you can check that one out as well and that's pretty much what we've been doing on uh, entertainment talk so check out all those podcasts as well uh, the cold open that we just mentioned uh, another cold open this time with the pink teddy bear so going back to the mystery and everything uh, it's taken away and bagged as evidence we also see two body bags next to a car outside what is clearly the uh, the White's uh, family house so uh, Skylar, Walt's and uh, Walt Jr's house because uh, Hank and Maria Sh- uh, that's the Schrader family isn't it so it's a, it's a different, slightly different family um so yeah, we see uh, next to one of the cars. I can't quite remember. I think one of the windows was broken as well on, on the car. Yeah. And uh, we see two body bags next to it. Now, if you're watching this through the first time, you're probably thinking like, okay, two adult size pretty much body bags. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, okay, is Walt and Jesse dead or something? Um, you could also think it could be it could be Panka Marie. It could be Walt Jr. and Jesse. It could be Jane. It could be... Uh, Ted, for all we know, could could mm-hmm. be anybody in those in those body bags. Could be one of Jesse's friends, you know, Combo, Skinny Pete, or uh, or Badger, or Brandon mm-hmm. Mayhew. Um, so I, I I can't remember who I thought it was at the time. I just thought, oh, two body bags. It could be any of the adult characters. Um, what do you think of this uh, cold open? It's a pretty good one. Again, I, yeah. What I think is very clever about this is, you know, later on in the episode, we, um, as we talked about earlier, you, you, Walt is doing a bunch of home improvements. And one of the things he's putting this new boiler in, which has this, uh, has him messing around with a gas line. And you see him kind of talk a little bit about that. What's really clever about this cold open is the fact that clearly something has happened at Walt's house. We don't mm-hmm. know what it is. Um, we know that there must have been some sort of explosion of some sort because we see Walt's uh, Aztec, the car, and its windshield is broken. There are two body bags outside. There's, you know, there's obviously debris around. So we know something has gone on, but it, it's not entirely honest. And um, I seem to remember the first time while watching this, I'm like, uh, oh, okay. Maybe yeah. When she, once I saw Walt had installed this new heating system, has that got something to do with it? Has something gone wrong? And you know, mm. the house has blown up, or you know, has he been? Has the house been attacked? You know, there are uh, certain things that happen in this episode, like the very end of the episode as well, where he has his confrontation. There are certain things which make you think, 
oh well you know maybe the maybe the confrontation he has has led to the house being attacked or you know somebody trying to blow them up or maybe something's gone wrong with the boiler that goes in i i think that's what's so clever particularly about the one this week is there there are things that they drop into this episode that get your mind racing of like oh well well it could be attached to this or it could be attached to that and um you know obviously we know what it's actually attached to but um, you know, because we've seen the show before, but I think what's so clever is the fact that it, it when this went out first, th- there are so many things and so many theories that you could kind of come to of, oh, well, maybe it's this or maybe it's that. And, you, you know, and they drop hints of things that it could possibly be attached to in this episode. Um, mm. <clears throat> So I, I I rather like that. I think it's it's quite good. We've got one the the actual conclusion episode of these cold opens is the next one to come up. But um, yeah, I I really enjoy this one particularly because you know the, you have this this reveal at the end of like well somebody's obviously died but we don't know who and and you know there's obviously some sort of explosion but we don't know where that's come from and there's places that they plant in this episode because usually when they plant things like oh i fitted a new boiler usually when something like that is planted in a show there is a payoff for the reason why he's done that you know mm. later on um mm. And I think that's the genius of the writing on this is it's they they plant certain things that maybe pay off in a slightly different way to the way you maybe expect them to. Mm. So, yeah, I can't quite remember what I thought at the time of of watching the show, because that was like, uh, what was it, 2014 that I watched <laughs> it, the, the summer of 2014. Um I can't remember what I thought at the time, like who had died or whatever. I remember being, you know, continuously confused at this teddy bear thing. Yeah. But I kind of just, I kind of already had this trust that like, okay, the show's already pretty good at this point. Uh, and like, what the hell is this teddy bear thing? So, <laughs> um, it's, it's brilliant though. It's really, it's really good. Uh, it's like, it's, it's some of the best cold opens I think in TV that we've had in terms of mystery. Obviously there's like some really good action ones that we've had yeah. as well. Like with the Hank and the, uh, the bouncing car and stuff. Which was strange, but uh, Breaking Bad's probably got the best cold opens, I think, in uh, in TV. So uh, there we go. We'll see what happens with the uh, the Teddy. Obviously, me and David know what's happening, but um, we'll talk about it when it when it gets uh, resolved. So yes. there we go. Um, speaking of what you were mentioning earlier with Walt and Jesse's conversation, uh, following his discovery that he is in remission, uh, which was the result of last week's episode, the was it the eighty-five percent shrinkage or whatever, something like that. Yeah, 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 of his uh, of his tumor and stuff, um, or of the cancer thing. Uh, following his discovery that he's in remission, Walt takes Skylar's advice to take the week off uh, from work, but he secretly meets with Jesse. Uh, he tells Jesse good news, but doesn't want to celebrate as he does still have cancer. But Jesse's quite happy about this everybody but the man himself is happy about this but i think he's got a bit of a right still to be you know concerned he does still have cancer which is the point that he keeps kind of making Mm. but everyone else is like hey yeah congratulations man you've you know got got rid of most of it but not all of it uh jesse's happy about this and wants to celebrate it uh walt even kind of tries to get him to calm down a little bit as well uh walt also tells jesse that uh he will they will sell the rest of the meth that they've got uh and be cautious sure uh and then he's uh done after that again sure <laughs> it's, it's a bit like this made me think of all the way back to 
remember it? It was one of the first two episodes. I I think it might have been in the pilot when uh Jess uh when Walt set that bomb off with um Crazy Eight and was it Amelia or whatever? Yeah. And uh Walt was in that van with Jesse in the desert. And he's like, no more bloodshed. And then I remember on the po- even on the podcast we were like, yeah, sure, sure, Walter. <laughs> yeah, no no more bloodshed. But again, his character's not quite anticipating you know what's going to happen, but we know what is going to happen. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting to see. So yeah, that's his plan: is sell off the rest of the meth that they've got. Is that a reference to? Because they made loads of meth last episode, didn't they? They haven't. I don't imagine they've sold all of that yet because they well, had trouble. No, I mean home, they, so. they they was like it wasn't it collectively something like one point two millions worth of meth that, like that they cooked. Yeah. It was because yeah. it was ended up being over six hundred thousand each. So um, it, Walter's reaction here is is quite interesting as well because. It's, you know, he he's oscillating between being, you know, glad, I think, that the cancer is gone, obviously, but also the fact that it's not going to kill him. And all the stuff that he's done, he sort of, in his mind, clearly had, well, I'm going to die, so I need to make sure I make all this money. And I think part of the thing that they have going through Walter's head is well, I've done all this awful stuff now and I'm going to survive. Uh, or there mm. is a good chance that I may survive. So what was it all for? I, and he's, you know, he, he could have... I think he's, there is a certain amount of him that is sort of angry at himself for maybe having not taken the easier route of just taking the money that he was offered from the couple and and you know, having them pay for it, if this was going to be the result and he could have just carried on with his life as normal. I think there is part of him that's sort of thinking that and part of it is sort of like, I really need to go down all of this route. But also we know he quite enjoys this as well. Mm. So... He, I, I think there is part of him that's kind of, well, I'm not going to die, so I kind of have to give this up, and maybe I don't want to. Um, yeah. You know, because he's found something that he, uh, I guess, his better judgment enjoys doing. So I think there is a real wrestle going on between, well, kind of between Walt and Heisenberg inside Walt, of, of the fact that he yeah. does enjoy being the drug lord, but maybe he didn't need to go down this route because, you know, now he's in remission. He he can get back to his normal life, but he doesn't want to go back to his normal life. But that's sort of what he should do because that would be the thing that you would do if you kind of, you know, you can go back to doing your normal job and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, I, yeah, there is this internal battle going on between Walt, which is why he's not happy about it. Um so I, I I find that sort of very interesting, um, you know. As I say, Jesse's kind of very happy about it, and and seems to sort of understand that. Well, you know, if what's getting better, he can get out of the business. And I mean, it's not like they haven't made a ton of money out of this, because I mean, even if they just sell the meth they've got, he's going to be half a million pound richer. In fact, over a half a million pound richer, or half a million dollars richer. Mm. So you know, yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with most of what you've. Uh said there and everything um but it's it's, it is also to touch upon one of the points that you kind of made it is also like he enjoys doing this a lot probably because this is one of the most or the most exciting thing that sort of 
happened to him at least yeah at least recently obviously they say things like you know the birth of his the birth of his son and obviously his wedding day would be two uh highlights for his life but post that you know working as this overqualified uh chemistry teacher and sort of just going into this midlife crisis almost you know as a, as a middle-aged man or whatever um he's stepped into that whereas you know on the, on the other side with his brother his brother loves his job and thoroughly thoroughly enjoys it and is in fact sort of the the showboating one within his his uh workplace uh yeah. as as we've, as we've seen in multiple scenes and it, and it all goes back to, again to that that uh scene between him and hank in his birthday of like hey why don't you get some like excitement in your life and things just kind of kick yeah. from there so yeah. um which again just shows how good that that pilot episode is, uh, but yeah, he's planning to kind of be done. But he does, yeah, he doesn't seem you know excited or relieved. He's sort of almost a bit bummed out that like, oh, this is almost sort of done. You know, I'm, my, you know, probably still gonna die and stuff because I still have got cancer. But uh, I guess I've done my goal. But then well, we know that there's three more seasons. So. Yeah, well, I I think it's not so much that he thinks he's going to die. I think at this point, I think he realizes there is a po- good possibility he may actually live, and Maybe. if he lives, he's got to go back to his old life. Really, you yeah. know, that's what he sort of is going to have to do. And I think it's that that maybe is bothering him because he he was hoping to sort of, you know, make all this money in the drug trade die um leave all this cash behind to his wife and family leave them in a good position uh he's not going to be around to face the consequences whereas now he sort of realized well i might live i might live and if i live i might have to face the consequences of some of the things that i've done so i i I think there is that um and also the fact that he doesn't really yeah, there is this, as I say, internal battle between walt and heisenberg and uh the heisenberg side of him wants to carry on um because he's good at it and he enjoys it um and you know he's making stupid amounts of money at it and he just doesn't want to go back to that old life mm-hmm. but but if he survives that's sort of what he he will probably end up having to do so i i don't think it's it's so much him being bummed about well i've still got cancer i might die i think it's more him bummed about the fact that he might live mm. Yeah, and sort of go back to where things were before, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because, you know, he's been kind of the uh, kingpin of, of the, of the all, you know, his side of the drug things. Obviously, he's had to deal with people like uh, Tuco and that. But, you know, when it's been him sort of commanding Jesse or trying to do this 50-50 partnership, but trying to almost do like a 51-49 yeah. situation, um, it's it's been like, you know, him taking back sort of that control in his life which he doesn't feel like he's really had so just because of how his life has kind of gone in certain situations uh but great scene between the two of them really good sort of uh dialogue and everything which is usually the case with most scenes in this show anyway so um there you go uh but following um from uh i already read that bit uh yeah, Skylar is also the other bit in here. Skylar sort of advising him to take the week off, and um, he does that. But then obviously he goes off to meet Jesse anyway, because uh, she sort of leaves him in the bed and says, "You know, you, you just can't, like what are you supposed to do today? I'll just sort of sit here." And he goes off and meets Jesse. So yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go with that. Um, 
they during uh, Sky, uh, Skylar's party uh, celebrating the remission because they plan to have this big kind of family gathering and everything. Uh, Walt pours Walt Junior uh, tequila that he and Hank are drinking at the time. After Walt keeps pouring, I think he does three lots in the end. Yeah. Uh, Hank takes the bottle away from him and then kind of tries to walk off. Walt angrily demands it back, uh, leading to a tense sort of standoff, but it's sort of broken up. When uh, Walt Jr. kind of falls over a bit and vomits into the pool because he can't quite handle that much drink, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned, did they? Say, I, I'm sure they mentioned Walt Jr.'s age. I'm sure one of them said 16 or something. Um, yeah. Because yeah. how old are you supposed to? You're supposed to be 21, aren't you, in America? 20, 21 in America. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, which is a slightly ridiculous law, given you could be sent off sent off in the army at 18, but you can't right. then come back and have a beer when you come back off a maneuver or something. I mean, it, it, mm. the, but yes. Anyway, beside the point. Yes, it's 21 uh, in America for drinking. It's uh, that that's their their legal age for drinking. In, despite despite the fact you can like say join the army and drive a car, uh, join the army at 18 drive a car at 16 so um yeah it's very weird so uh yeah i think they mentioned he's he's 16 in this which uh, sounds about right for the age um mm, yeah uh, you know and it's it's interesting that scene as well because hank's okay with the first drink you know he's like surprised at walt but he's like yeah it's a celebration you know we're celebrating something and um pours him like a little bit of tequila and and you know he has it and walt's quite happy and at 16 i think that's perfectly fine um it's it's when he goes and pours the second one and hank starts to question him and this is the point where we suddenly see heisenberg show up to the party yeah because that was not walt and and you have you know he as sort of walt apologizes later on you know he's saying i don't know who that was i was like well that was heisenberg that you saw there most definitely come out you know that that was the the belligerent i'm in control um you can see walt getting you can see almost hank bringing heisenberg out in that conversation because he mm-hmm. sat and walt jr is so enamored with hank's stories of oh yeah this is what happened when i was down in mexico you know he's talking about the head on the turtle and all that sort of stuff i and just completely enamored by it you know thinking oh wow this is so cool and you can see walt getting more and more angry at just this and suddenly heisenberg pops out and he pours the drink and then pours another one and then pours another one and hank quite rightly starts to take the bottle away because that was getting ridiculous and then it ends up with this standoff um but yeah it's it's a really interesting scene that because this is what i was saying before about it's odd that you've had this episode last episode with them cooking and very much walt throughout the entire thing then you have this episode where you're in a family setting and heisenberg shows up mm. it's very weird but um it works very very well you know you you're starting to see this this kind of shift where there are most definitely two personalities there and you know this is there were a couple of times this episode where high very much heisenberg shows up in full force and this is one of them i think yeah definitely definitely it's interesting as well with the because i'm you know i think you're right about uh that was definitely heisenberg in that scene you can kind of see between the two of them between hank and um uh heisenberg that 
Hank is kind of in that scene unknowingly dealing with the big drug kingpin. Yeah. But he thinks he thinks he's talking to his brother, which Peep is, but this is like the you know, the drug kingpin version of his uh no, not brother uh, stepbrother, isn't it? Um yeah, stepbrother of, of the family. And you can kinda see a bit of that sort of tough guy DEA side. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's the confidence uh, version, you know, DEA version of Hank where he's in the office and he's like commanding the room. But then there's also the sort of, okay, I'm dealing with Tuco, kind of that 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 serious uh, part of, of Hank. And th- this was that part of him uh, coming out, which I thought was, I thought was really interesting because he's got, um, you know, no idea that it's, you know, Walt doing all this. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he doesn't know that he's Heisenberg and everything, but he's dealing with that version of him in this scene yeah and walt, walt jr is kind of almost the victim of it because he's uh you know keep giving getting given uh this this drink and everything so because yeah you see with the i think it's the third time he pours it hank actually puts his hand over the the um the cup and that and he just pours it anyway yeah <laughs> and uh yeah even with because you know this is supposed to be part of party of a celebration of his remission and everything and then you create this you know this uh creating a scene between the two of them uh which does get interrupted by um mm. by walt jr i kind of agree in the way it's a bit of a sort of okay we're celebrating having let him have a cheeky little sort of first sip and then the second one is like all right you know you can stop after this this is this is just too much and then you can progressively see um hank getting more and more sort of concerned but walt's just sitting there without like any care in the world just like hey you know this is um it, it's it's funny the way he also says to Hank, "This is my house, my bottle," and I think he says like my uh, uh, <clears throat> party or whatever. Yeah. Um. Of again, him trying to take that ownership, which he doesn't mm. feel like he's really had much in his life, which I think I, is very interesting as well. Yeah, and I I think this is slightly exacerbated by um Skylar's toast earlier on as well, where they're all stood in the room and she's toasting people, yeah. and she does a toast to. Um, Gretchen and uh, we'll come up with the other guys. No, the the Elliot. couple, yeah. Elliot, yeah, Gretchen and Elliot, the couple that supposedly paid for the treatment, and of course, <laughs> Walt, Walt, you can see Walt really annoyed that they're getting credit for something which is his hard work. You know, um, it's him that paid for the treatment, but of course he can't say that, and they're yeah. getting credit for it, and you can see the anger rising in him. So I I think that's kind of where it starts and you can see him kind of stewing over that when we get to this scene of him sat drinking the tequila you know because mm. he should be incredibly happy he's in remission you know um the cancer's reduced by uh, you know 80 something percent it, he this should be a very happy thing for him and it, it comes back to his ego again and and this the fact that he is not getting credit for because he's not allowed to take credit for what is the things that he's been done, uh, you know, he's been doing and the, and the hard work that he's done to make sure that the stuff he's paid for, you know, it was him all along mm. and he's, he's not allowed to say anything about it. And that really frustrates him. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is the sort of combination that, that starts off with Skylar making that toast, I think. Because mm. yeah, he can't turn around and say like, "Oh no, it wasn't Gretchen, Nelly, it was me." Because then everybody would turn around to him and be like, "What, what are you on about?" And he can't, yeah, you know, and he can't say that. where he made the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's awkward for him. Um, but 
you know, we see how the situation kind of resolves itself. So, which isn't very well. But I just found that line interesting of, like, my house, my bottle. I think he says my party as well. Of, yeah. like, this is my, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm in control. This is my stuff. Uh, which is right. It is his bottle in his house. But you can see why he sort of says that to Hank. So Yeah, and, and Hank's tried to sort of laugh it off. And, and you know, but this is high. This is the Heisenberg side of what coming out and, and wanting to gain some form of control over it. Um and, you know, that, that's and it is. It's about control. That's what the whole thing has been about from the very yeah. beginning. Reason yeah. that Walt got into this position was about control and the fact that he didn't want to cede it to somebody else. You know, mm. he wanted to do it himself. Yeah, and because of that and other things, slowly Breaking Bad. So yeah, there you go. Uh, the next day, Skyler refuses to answer Walt's calls, in which he tries to uh, apologize and stuff in order to distract himself, because uh, him and Jesse have sort of taken the day off, and we'll get to uh, Jesse's stuff in a bit with Jane. Uh, in order to distract himself, he goes on a home improvement spree, and then he decides that the water heater um, needs replacing because uh, he tries to turn on the tap, and it's it's not very good. So yeah. uh, that's just the kind of start bit of that. But yeah, him kind of trying to replace what he's uh gonna do for the day because he remember he's got the wasn't it the week that he's got off and not just that day because i think this is the next day isn't it so <clears throat> well yeah i mean he actually yeah. talks about um you know one of uh, skylar's convinces him to take the day off but she well tried to convince him to take the week off uh in the earlier conversation walter yeah. said has actually said that he thought he might go back to work and she convinces him to stay at home so it's uh, you know and and that then turns into this home improvement project so it starts off with the water heater um and you know the it does need replacing obviously um I mean, each you know, it's spewing out brown water, and clearly, mm. they, you know, Walt Junior comes in and says, "Great, warm showers," because you know, again, because obviously the water has not been working properly. So, you know, that yes, needed doing. But then, when he goes to the hardware store, he buys the most expensive heater that he can find, rather than just doing a direct replacement. Um, and then goes home and you know wants to feel like he's doing something, so fits in himself, fits it himself. Then, of course, the floorboards i think i mean he talks about there being rot there and there is some rot because there is water damage to the floorboards uh-huh. but he then goes on this massive spree of like you come back i think it's probably i it's either later that day or the next day and walt jr comes in and there's this massive hole in the floor where he's gone oh there's rot all through the house i need to take it out and I, I think he's over. He's definitely exaggerating at that point, you know, because like Walt Junior looks at it and goes, "I can't really see anything." And Walt's like, "Ah, well, you don't know what to look for." And, right. and I, I, I actually don't think it was anywhere near as bad as he made out it was. I think it was just water damage from the fact that the, you know, water that yeah, water yeah. had been leaking leaking out of the heater for so long, um, rather than full blown rot across the entire house. But Walt needs something to distract him, and about the fact that, you know, he realizes that something went wrong yesterday and he screwed up, and needs to the distraction of doing something else and feel like he's actually working on something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, there is a conversation later where where Skylar says, "Are you going to actually?" says are you going to work today and he goes there's rot 
and like what are you stupid woman i've got it you know i've got all this stuff to do now at home you know i'm gonna do all this work fake replacing all this rot which isn't there in the house so um it's interesting how that sort of flips as well mm-hmm. and he's this is the thing with what you know he he gets very obsessive about stuff um you know the the infamous episode which you know later on that is is either loved or hated by many people and that again is an, another great example of Walt becoming very obsessive about something to try and distract, distract himself from other things that are going on hmm. um so it's it's a it's a trait of his very much so yeah yeah uh there's a little note as well that um he goes to this like this store and everything to to get all the things he needs he goes to pay in cash and we see you know he's putting down note after note yeah. and then one of them's got like red spots on it assuming i'm assuming that was someone's blood, blood yeah from from somewhere and he quickly like puts that in his pocket i thought that was an interesting little sort of touch as well uh, kind of almost you know blood money in a way well yeah literally so <laughs> Uh, that was that was interesting. I wonder where that was from, because um, I was trying to think at the time, like where where would there have been money and blood that was sort of would have crossed over, but I'm I'm not really sure. So, mm. uh, but that happens as well. Um, but we do we'll talk about more of the water heater and everything a little bit later. Uh, at work, uh, Skylar confides in Ted about Walt's condition. When Ted notices that she is purposely staying late, uh, she breaks down, saying she doesn't feel os- optimistic because she knows that Walt still does have cancer. Uh, Ted understands having uh, suffered physically while care for- caring for his uh, dying father, and then they tenderly hold hands uh, the next day. Uh, as Ted is leaving, uh, we see him sort of walk down the hallway or whatever. Uh, Skylar sort of knocks over this um, thing of, of, of pencils and pens or whatever uh, to create a distraction. And it's like, oh no, the typical sort of like, oh no, I dropped <laughs> I dropped the thing. And then he comes back yeah. and then uh, wants his help. Um, so yeah, Skylar is leaning towards Ted. And I think Ted likes that very, very much. Because uh, I think even yes. a few episodes ago, I can't remember how many episodes ago, but a few... Uh, when they were doing the sort of initial like, hey, good to see you after all this time and everything sort of meeting, you could tell that there was some sexual tension there as well. Um, te- I, I think Ted must be annoyed at like, damn, what was kind of in my way almost. Uh, and Skylar's like, I kind of want this guy, but, you know, I'm married to my husband and we have, you know, a child in the family and a baby on the way as well. Um, but in, in, I think in Ted's mind, he's kind of maybe thinking like, damn, water sort of in my way here, I think. Uh, what do you think of their interactions? Yeah. I mean, I think Ted, um, obviously knows that he, I mean, has feelings for her. Um, I think that's fairly apparent, knows that it's kind of wrong, but also Skylar is sort of flirting with him as well. So the, and I think, I don't think he necessarily thinks Walter's in the way, but I I think there is a a, a kind of you know yes he likes Skylar a lot and uh, I, you know he's glad to have her back in his world and in his life and there is something there, but you you know he has to be very careful about you know because as we know previously uh, he. 
that there was uh, something that went on between the pair of them before mm-hmm. where, you know, which would come under the terms of sexual harassment. I would think at this point uh, we're talking about it now, but um, it was one of those things where, you know, and Skylar obviously left after that happened and now she's come back and found out that Ted is now single and she obviously has feelings for him as well. And so there is something there, but it's a tricky situation because she is married and she's not something she should really be doing because she's got a baby the other way as mm. well. So, you know, um, it, yeah, it's, I, I think it's, it's just, it's tricky. Uh, but I think it's, it's just interesting watching that play out and, and see where it ends up going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for Ted, Walt is the only thing in the way. Because um, even if, yeah, she's pregnant as a child with, like, somebody else, if if Skylar and Walt then, like, split up and got divorced or whatever, there wouldn't necessarily be anything in Ted's way. Because I'm just guessing that's probably what he's maybe thinking. Um, but he's, I think he's kind of using the whole confi- confining in her um, as, I don't know, a way to kind of keeping keeping the loop sort of thing mm. um i don't know i mean yeah, you know he's probably still feeling you know sorry for Walton stuff that he has got cancer it's a very serious thing but um i don't know i just got that kind of sense from him i was like you know i really like this woman and uh Walt's kind of the only thing in my way well so. yeah no i i see i don't quite see it like that i think you know yes he really likes her yeah. and and I, I i don't i think you know he understands that she's married to Walt and you know they have that relationship so uh i i don't necessarily think that he's going in there thinking you know oh if i could get rid of what she'd be mine i don't think it's that i think it's more Mm. a case of yeah i do really like her but she's in a relationship and i'm not going to try and push things but i also want to be you know friendly and helpful towards her and you know she is a friend and a colleague and and yeah he does really like her but I, I don't I think mean, he's actively kind of pushing it at the moment. Mm. I, I think more of that is possibly coming from Skylar's side. Mm. Uh, you know, she is the one, like you say, that sort of created the discretion to be able to spend more time with him. And, I, you know, I think he's I don't think he's particularly a bad guy, you know, because I think he yeah, I don't I think, think he's so. kind yeah. of I don't think he's predatory in try, in terms of trying to kind of pursue her as such. But. Um, you know, he he seems to be sort of hanging back a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I I and I, I think actually he's he's trying to respect Skylar, you know, because he doesn't want to kind of cause wave and call Russians. But you know, Skylar is also pursuing him. I think mm. at this point, I kind of agree in a way that yeah, he definitely has the interest, which is kind of what I pointed out. But yeah, I think there there is also a sensitivity there. One because of what happened before. And two, she has only kind of just come back, what, a couple of weeks, maybe? We don't know roughly how long mm-hmm. it's been, but I'd say about a couple of weeks. So you don't want to, like, he doesn't want to mess that situation up, both professionally and personally, because obviously he could get in trouble or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I think there's there's obviously that as well, which they've just, they've just you know, saw, seen each other after many, many years. And this sort of retry of her working there is, is very, very fresh as well. So... We'll see where it goes. I mean, we know where it goes, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see how it plays out on screen. Nothing like that. Um, 
while uh, Walt is in the process of clearing the rot, uh, Skylar and Walt Jr. are having breakfast. This is the scene that you were referencing earlier. Um, on the radio, uh, someone is talking about the economy. You can kind of hear it a little bit in the background, but I don't think that that was a mistake. I think that was put in there on purpose in some way, shape or form. Uh, slightly later, Walt Jr. returns home and tests the water with his dad. They're both kind of happy and impressed, which is good to see. And then Walt Jr. asks if he um, did well keeping up with his dad and his uncle, Hank. And then Walt sort of says a little something and just kind of walks off. So, uh, did you notice that? Like, on, in the radio in the background, as Walt's, as Walt's walking around, like, taking this wood outside and all that sort of thing, uh, they're talking about, like, the state that the economy is in, which is interesting because yeah. that's how it is today. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it's, it's talking about the 2008 recession in the background, um, uh-huh. which is something that i think um I, I can't remember how much that crops up i think it crops up a bit more in the skylab storyline because of the issues of the business later on hmm. but um yeah it, it's sort of interesting because it does place it in a very particular time period you know because that that 2008 recession was not good so uh yeah it's it's interesting that that that's just in there um the the conversation between walt Julia, jr and and walt is is yeah you know walt's obviously trying to be uh, sensitive and and sort of say you know that wasn't me and and that didn't you know that should never have happened uh, but but Walt Jr. obviously his first taste. He's 16 years old. It's his first taste of alcohol. And he's like just proud of the fact that he apparently sort of kept up. And yeah, it's a kind of sweet little moment between the pair of them. And you can see it's just awkward and and difficult. But uh, yeah, I quite like that. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so interesting stuff with the radio in the background. I just thought that was interesting because that's kind of what's happening now <laughs> with uh, <laughs> COVID and how that's affected the entire world. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, Walt Jr. and Skylar kind of thinking, okay, you've been spending like a lot of time on this and you can kind of see the frustration almost on, uh, both of their faces as, as Walt is walking around and then he comes over and like, you know, does himself some, uh, some toast or whatever, uh, and takes like all this wood outside and everything is in the middle of doing all this, um, you know, mid middle-aged man kind of kind of work and everything, which is which is interesting. So, uh, but he does solve it by the end of the episode. So I don't I don't think we see any more of that. That's pretty much solved because he does get the new heater and he does sort out the rot. So um, I know that there is another scene later on in the show that involves that area, but it's something totally different as well. If you know what I'm talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, which is I think much much later, but they do go back to that area at some point. Um, yeah, look, yeah, it's it's interesting with, you know, when you're kind of younger and you're growing up and you're thinking, like, you know, you're able to drink or, you know, try to drink or whatever, and then you you start maybe thinking, you know, can I keep up with the adults and everything, which is what uh, Walt Jr. is thinking here. Uh, the Flynn name, by the way, has kind of, like, not been referenced at all. I, I, I can't remember if that gets brought up again, because they have started just referring back to him as uh, Walt Jr. again, which is yeah. which is cool. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, again, going from Heisenberg earlier to Walt uh, and him kind of saying, you know, sorry, that just wasn't really me was was very interesting, like we talked about earlier. Um, but yeah, just the whole, you know, he's got these two middle-aged men next to him and he's trying to keep up with them drinking and he couldn't quite manage to do it. So um, it's a li- little bit sad in a way, but um, 
they'll, they'll both be fine. So, there we go. Uh, moving on from that, going to... Uh, meanwhile, Jesse makes Jane uh, breakfast for Jane, which we don't actually see them eat, but sure, he makes breakfast for, for the two of them. And uh, tells her they can spend the day together, because previously he couldn't. Uh, she admires his drawings of superheroes, which she points out they all look like him. There's like four or five different drawings yeah. of uh, different superheroes that he made, which I thought they looked kind of cool. But yeah, they do look a little bit like him. Um, they hear knocking on Jane's door, which turns out to be her father. She actually goes around the back of the house, uh, out the back of the house, around to the front, uh, as opposed to going out of uh, uh, Jesse's front door. Uh goes to speak with her, her dad outside uh, Jane acts like she doesn't know him sort of like okay you're Jesse from next door cool do you sort of need anything that type of conversation um, yeah. so uh, that happens uh, later she tells um, him she was protecting him from her overbearing father which he does kind of seem a little bit like that uh, but Jesse is upset that she does not uh, take their relationship seriously uh, he smokes meth to comfort himself, but is happier when uh, something gets slid under his door, and it's her drawing of a superhero called Apology Girl, which is obviously apologising to him, and uh, that does look like her as well. So he's a bit happier about that, and they seem to be okay at that point. Yeah, um, I, I weirdly kind of get this from both sides. She kind of is concerned that her dad will sort of go off in one because, oh, this, this is my new neighbour, by the way, I'm like sleeping with him or whatever, which is, <coughs> yeah, I can kind of understand why Jess, why Jane doesn't want to get into that conversation right now. Mm-hmm. But I can also understand it from Jesse's side of like, okay, well, we have been seeing each other for what, was it been maybe a few weeks? We have been spending like a lot of time together. Because uh, we haven't had any scenes in her house. It's all been in his house. Uh, they might have spent time together in, in her house. But we've only seen it in, in uh, his his house and everything. Yeah. So he thinks the relationship's a bit more serious. And they've been spending a lot of time together. So I actually kind of... I don't know if it makes sense to do that. But I actually understand this from both sides. Uh, in a way. Because I get where she's coming from with her dad. And you know all that sort of stuff. But he kind of wants her to take it bit more seriously so where where do you sit with all that yeah i do understand it from both sides i i kind of side with jane on what she decided to do yeah. in this particular case because the father um you know as i say uh john delads who plays the father who is next appearing is q in uh the star trek picard series and he's reprising his role as that oh. but um that that's the what the character he's probably best known for but um he is you know she said right from the very beginning you know he's a hard ass that you know her father and which is why she goes out running out the back and not coming out the front door of uh jesse's house and she goes around the back to sort of try and hide the fact that she'd be round at jesse's house and pretends she doesn't know him and he's just like the new neighbor and you know she's she's letting jesse slide on certain things you know she she rented to him when she knew that he was a bit sketchy and she lets him smoke in the house when he, she shouldn't be and the father would mm. go absolutely ballistic at that um imagine that jane had him sort of said oh this is jesse he's my you know he yes he's rented the house oh by the way i'm sleeping with him as she sort of says later on in the conversation that would be a weird way to kind of introduce him. Yeah. It's I, I, you know, so I sort of get where she's coming from with that. I, I completely understand that. I know, I, I think Jesse's pushing a little bit hard to sort of expect 
Jane to kind of want to introduce the father at this point. Um, so I, I'm kind of a bit more on Jane's side with this, but I do understand why Jesse is sort of upset over this um, because it is about how seriously he takes the relationship. But I, I kind of think Jane was doing the right thing there, you know, mm. um, because imagine that at that point, the father had said, oh, do you mind if we come into your apartment? And he goes in there and smells smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because they had literally just been smoking in there. So uh, the amount of, you know, and then that gets both Jesse and Jane in trouble. It, You know, she's, I, I think, yeah, there needs to be a, Jesse needs to be a bit more sensible about that. I, I wouldn't expect Jane to have sort of introduced the two of them particularly at that point and jesse sort of forces himself into that situation by walking out and turning up on the doorstep and that gives jane no option to kind of pretend that she doesn't know him so yeah i do i do understand both sides but i'm very much on jane's side with mm. that i think she did the right thing yeah uh and, but it was cute you know her looking through the the drawings and things and and the superhero apology girl drawing i thought was a really little sweet thing that she did yeah yeah it'd have been different if like um let's say jane said to her dad hey i've got a new like i mean they haven't established themselves as like boyfriends or relationship it's just sort of them having fun but let's say if the relationship had been further and jane had said you know do you want to meet my dad and then, hey, let's go out for a like meal. And hey, you know, Dad, I'm gonna introduce you to my new boyfriend or whatever. That would have been much, much different as opposed to, hey, we're on the you yeah. know, the the porch outside. Oh, this guy, by the way, who you just you have seen just now, and you've like seen him for five seconds. I'm I'm with him. Um, is a yeah. is, is a different way to do that. So I think from yeah. Jesse's side as well, though, this is probably the most in terms of you know girlfriends and stuff. This is probably the most serious relationship he's had. Probably is, yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, can can understand it from both sides, which is which is fine. But uh, he's happy by the end of the episode because of Apology Girl, which is cool. Uh, back to Walt uh, at the hardware store. Walt notices the cart of a young man buying materials. He's buying some stuff in there as well uh, to make drugs. He offers um, advice about what ingredients to get, mainly to do with like the matches or something like that. Uh, this man starts sort of freaking out and he just runs away and Walt's like, okay, sure. Uh, and then um, Walt puts uh, the stuff down and then goes outside very much in Heisenberg mode. And... Um, he sees the guy in the parking lot with this like drug partner that he's with, and then Walt says uh, they sort of have this standoff uh, where no one well, no one really says anything to each other, and then it's just like stay out of my territory, and then they get in the van and go away. So yeah, um, it, I I mean there's no specific purpose in terms of because I can't remember if we see these characters again. We we might do, but I can't quite remember if we do. Uh, but this again is more about Walt's ego and that sort of thing and um i suppose because he thinks this young man's trying to make drugs that maybe steps in on his territory a bit uh but again this is more to do with um alt ego and showing him continuing to break bad a little bit i think so um and again you know in terms of the whole like territory and the alpha male kind of thing it all it all feeds into that i think uh what do you think of this end scene yeah, this is very much Heisenberg showing up again and yeah. Walt trying to gain some control. Um, 
it it's it's really interesting you know because well sees the guy in the store he's shopping he notices the stuff in the cart and he's like mm. you know don't it's he talks about the the fact that the the you don't want to buy um big things of matches you want to buy lots of small things of matches because it's the strips on the side you want not the the actual match tips themselves and all that sort of stuff so he's giving him he's sort of it's the te- it's a weird sort of teacher mo- moment for him of what are you doing? That's not how you make meth. Yeah, and, yeah. And and then he's also chastising him for the fact that why are you buying everything in one place? Do it, you know, go to different stores, buy different items, do it in pieces. You know, you you're gonna raise red flags doing it the way you do it. You know, and he's and the guy kind of freaks out, and runs away. And what follows him out, and then you have this standoff because there is this sort of big guy, and very menacingly goes, "Stay out of my territory." So presumably, the the guy has heard about this mythical Heisenberg, and maybe realizes that who he's talking to. Maybe he doesn't, and just thinks, "Okay, this guy comes across as a drug lord, and maybe I shouldn't um, risk." You know, because there are situations where he could have done that and the guy could have just like, you know, pulled out a gun or punched him in the face or whatever. Um, but he clearly came in, uh, came across enough as a convincing enough drug lord to spook the guy to yeah. to make him like decide to get back in his RV and drive off. So, yeah, I it's an interesting scene and it's it's very much Heisenberg showing up once again in this episode, mm. uh, you know, and uh, I, I thought it's, it's an intriguing way to end it. And does show you that I don't think Walt has any intention of giving up this drug thing anytime nope. soon. Nope. Yeah. Uh, he's right about what he kind of said as well. It's like, okay, why are you buying all this in one store? Yeah. You know, buy yeah, That's very suspicious. So, um, but uh, interesting end to the episode, nonetheless. So that was good. Uh, let's get some feedback and emails and that sort of thing. If you want to let us know what you think so far of Breaking Bad during the course of this rewatch, uh, or anything else that we've mentioned, or anything to do with Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, contact page, information in your show notes. So have a look at those options and let us know what you think. Abed returns again, says another fantastic episode. I quite agree. Uh, With Matt mentioning how good the end of the season will be, I think I said something about that last week, uh, I started to think about when another Tuco type will uh, be on the scene or if something happens with Hector, because we haven't seen him for for a little bit. We've seen him this season, haven't we? Yeah, we've seen him twice uh, this season, Hector, uh, because we saw him in the the first, some point during the first three episodes with the, like, end of the Tuco arc, and then we saw him later when uh, uh, Jesse was being questioned and that sort of thing um so uh yeah you know it kind of goes without saying there will be some more characters introduced during the rest of the course of the series i'm not gonna we're not gonna tell you who or when that will happen um but uh yeah it will be i mean these next three episodes i think are just kind of all out finishing this sort of particular little arc as well um but i'm i'm looking forward to going through those again how about yourself yeah, no, I'm I'm very much looking forward to to going through to the end of this season. I mean, we've got yeah three episodes left in this season, haven't we? So, um, 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I've just noticed who shows up next week. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking through the list. So, yes, yeah, I was uh, making, I'm very much... I was making the draft for it yesterday, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to next week's episode, mm. uh, given that. Um, yeah, and then, you know, the finale, which is the reveal of the cold open that we've been seeing all around. You're starting to get some really interesting characters show up. You know, we had Sol show up earlier in this. We've got a very, very interesting character showing up next week. Um, and... Yeah, I I mean I've I've loved doing these rewatches. I really mm. more than I thought I necessarily would when I first started, you know, cuz I I don't generally go back and completely rewatch things, but I think breaking it's been so long for breaking bad, you know, cuz I watched it when it first aired over here, which was probably about I mean, what came out in 29 uh 2009 uh in the US, so it was probably either late 2009 or 2010 over here. Um, so it's been a while since I've seen it and, yeah. uh, yeah, so it's, it, it has been quite nice going back cause I don't, you know, I, I think I mentioned before that when they first aired it over here, it was like buried late night on one of the five channels or went out over the course of a week. So I sort of binged watch it over a week. So I, I don't remember this season as well as some of the later ones that I watched on Netflix. So it's been really interesting going through, um, watching this again. Yeah, certainly definitely um yeah it's not just a rewatch for the the sake of it i mean it's because we also do better call soul it ties into all of that and everything with uh soul goodman um plus it's a fantastic show anyway so it's uh it's been great to to continue doing this so uh josh says uh, hey first time writing into etalk which is kind of the short name for the website as well etalk uk on twitter and all that sort of stuff uh i'm not frustrated by the teddy but really uh puts really in capital letters want to see what it is uh, all about won't ask for any hints as you both already know uh it's something quite exciting and something a little bit different to what we've seen so far i think it's fair <laughs> to say yes definitely um but uh yeah it does very much yeah just involve this last arc of the the season the, these last three episodes uh which i think is fair to say because i don't think it, whether you're listening to this or watching the show for like the first time or whatever by by something like Breaking Bad standards, you wouldn't expect something like that to slip into next season. You know, to keep seeing cold opens of this bear in season three, and then what? You know, going going forward and stuff, which uh, other shows would try to do. Maybe e- either that, or other shows would be you know twenty three episodes and have you know fifteen of them show this this teddy bear or something. And we've not seen it every single episode. We sort of get other cold opens or other things and then just a little sort of hey don't forget about this teddy bear and then hey we'll show you it later sort of thing so it's it's handled pretty well and i don't even my first time through the show i don't remember being frustrated by it i just remember sort of being curious about what what the hell is this for uh because yeah. it at the at the moment you know up to 210 which is what we're up to it feels it does feel very out of place with everything else but there was it, it's clearly displayed to us that all right there was something else that has happened that we haven't seen yet and it's just a case of waiting to uh to get to that point so uh it's 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 done really really well so and i can't remember many other shows that have done something like that as successfully um in like as well paced as as what this is so because other shows do fairly good cold opens and that but breaking bad's just got a very particular and different sort of goal with them i think so yeah uh, and like i said it it it, break, it breaks things up a little bit when you see 
you know, like the bouncing car, or we see the Sol Goodman kind of intro thing and whatever else. So it's not always just, you know, 13 episodes of uh, Teddy Bear. So Plus the first three episodes of this season is finishing off the last arc of the last season. But then again, the first season is shorter than all the others, so it, it makes a bit more sense. So, Because uh, in a way, if you look at the first seven episodes of last season... And in the first three, first three, it kind of evens out to where you've technically got a ten-episode arc of Tuco, and then ten episodes of this season. In a way, uh, it's just kind of moved between seasons. So, mm-hmm. uh, would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's that's right. I think they tend to kind of um, wrap those things up throughout mm-hmm. the season. I mean, there is if you if you do want, I know you said no hints but if you do want some hints um look at the episode titles for the episodes that have had the cold open in them right would be the hint okay uh you know uh the because there are certain you know because we've had this teddy bear cold open thing in certain episodes look at the episode titles mm-hmm. uh would be the hint i give but yeah it's uh i <laughs> Yes, it's it's interesting that you know it gets resolved in the final episode, and, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm I I, I do like what they do with it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say something else for a hint, but I, I I'm not going to do it. I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to say when uh, we finish this, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see it play out in a few weeks, so it should be good. It it also reminds me. Do you remember when we were in Walking Dead season ten? And I said, like, oh, there's a big event that that was happening. And it's like, okay, if you read the comics, you knew what I was talking about. But if you didn't, you didn't have a clue. And it, it's kind of like waiting for that to to pop up as well. Uh, that that big um, event that happens in season ten of uh, of Walking Dead. So yeah, uh, there we go. Um, that's everything we've got for you. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode eleven. Um, I do know what the cold open is actually because I took a little little peek of it, which isn't really spoiling the show because I've already seen it. So uh, looking forward to that one next week uh join us for that you can find uh that podcast and all the others that we do as well on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for tv video games films and manchester united episodes as well uh so check that out uh just in terms of those things as well um i haven't got anything planned to record uh from thursday onwards but there is uh until sunday because i think batwoman is on episode 10 on uh, on sunday so that give me a few days uh but i'm getting my uh first vaccine shot tomorrow which should be fun uh but I, but I have no idea if i'm gonna have any side effects so i've just planned to not really record much but on uh saturday um june 19th it is the first anniversary for the last of us part two it would have been out in a whole year by that point uh, i've already recorded and put together a podcast for it it'll be coming out at midnight on that saturday uh, so just sort of launching that day uh, so i don't need to worry about recording it or anything like that uh, in case i'm feeling a bit off or whatever if i'm not then that's that's fine uh, but look out for that on saturday as well just celebrating the last of us two's first anniversary because time just goes too quickly as well uh, it's also the first it was also the eighth anniversary for the first game this week as well uh, oh. the, the first game came out, uh, I think it was Monday, the anniversary, which was the day when I recorded the podcast. So I recorded the podcast for the anniversary for the second game on the 8th anniversary of the first game. So 
Uh, it's funny how things work out. But look out for that on sun- uh, Saturday as well. It should be good. Uh, June 19th for that. Uh, but yes, entertainmenttalk.org uh, for all of our other podcasts. And you can also find us on podcast platforms as well. If you would like to support Entertainment Talk, if you like what you've heard, you want to get more involved, that sort of thing. There's lots of different options for you. Uh, you can either just simply to more simply listen to more of the podcasts that we've got. There's plenty of different ones for you to listen to. Uh, you can also sign up for WordPress for free. And you can follow us basically by email. Go on to WordPress, sign up for free over there, and follow us on WordPress. You don't need to go back onto it. You'll get an email every time we upload a new episode. And uh, it will send you a link through email to the new episode that we've done. So you can follow us through that. Uh, Word of mouth and social media. Uh, you can simply tell people what we do and where they can find it. Either through word of mouth or just Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, all that kind of stuff. So please consider doing that as well. Uh, it's also got Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So check that out as well if you'd like to. Uh, you can also um, find David over on Geektown, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio episodes are on Tuesdays for your renewals, cancellations and all the other TV and film news. Uh, so check out this week's episode from yesterday uh, for your TV and film re- re- renewals and all that sort of thing. Uh, check that out. Uh, Bex also streams daily pretty much over on Twitch. Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, UK, for all of my streams as well. I'm streaming Last of Us 2 at the moment, so if you want to watch me play some of that, you can do that as well. And if you miss the archive streams, you can find them archived later on YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening. Wish me luck for tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> it should be fine, but uh, I will see you all very, very soon. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.